0: Come before you in the name of jesus lord we thank you for the covering of el shaddai over each and every one of your children we come against the accidents and the danger that's been going on in our area we come against the confusion in the driving and on the motorist we just say peace unto our highways is peace unto our streets We say shalom to shalom to our city, to our streets, to our neighborhoods. We thank you that every car and every family, every home, every marriage is covered by the blood of the Lamb. We praise you for divine protection, Father. Right now, we praise you that we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And you said in your word, you have given angels charge over us. So I just thank you right now, protection for every worker every business, every job right now in Jesus' name. Come against any tactics of the enemy. You may want to come in and steal, kill, and destroy, but we thank you. We've been given abundant life through Jesus Christ. So we just praise you for your divine protection. We give you praise over our children, over their buses, the buses, automobiles, the bicycles, motorcycles. We just thank you for your divine protection over our people as they walk. We thank you for divine protection. In Jesus' name, not one can slip and fall. We thank you for blessing this place, blessing our equipment, blessing our people. We just praise you and we bless your holy name. In the name of Jesus. Turn to somebody next to you and shake their hand and hug their necks. Tell them, I'm glad you are here. i bless you in the name of Jesus. Got it working, huh? Just got stuck. There was no keys <laughs> wow! Hallelujah! Are you blessed? Are you covered? Do you have assurance? Amen. Amen! Hallelujah! We're glad you're here tonight. We just want to greet each and every one. Thank you for coming. So that we can gather and study the Word of God. Hallelujah. Uh, for a few announcements. Uh, the 5th, 7 o'clock crop, which is the motorcycle group Brother the Daryl, which is the president. And uh, you can see him and they'll be getting together. Also, Christian Couples Connection will be at the Piccadilly, October 9th at 6.30. We will be having the monthly calendar made out in the bulletins this week. The first Sunday of every month, we always have the bulletins with the whole month's schedule in the bulletin. So uh, you'll be having one on your seat waiting for you. Um, singles ministry, uh, b Brady's, October 10th at 5.30. You can see Sister Cindy about that, and uh, they're going to be having fun over there. Uh, Royal Ranger Power October 19th through 11th, see Commander Guy. If your kids are in Royal Rangers, they would like to go camping, uh, and you'd like to go with your child, it would be an awesome time. You can see Brother Guy Ellis, who's in char- our commander of the Royal Rangers. And then Fall Festival is, of course, we always do that, October 31st, 6 to 8. Instead of going around trick-or-treating, you just come here, and we'll have all kind of stuff ready and have a good time and a good time of fellowship. Amen. Isaiah chapter 43 Isaiah chapter 43. I know you're wondering, what am I doing around right now? Aren't you glad you're still around right now? Hallelujah. Look, there's Sister Wanda. Praise God. I tell you, the devil can't get her. Hallelujah. Sister Geraldine. And I want you to read here. Isaiah 43, verse 21. The Lord's declaring this, and we just want to read it over you tonight. Because it's a living word, so it's alive when we speak it. And it says in Isaiah 43, verse 21, This people I have formed for myself. Not the devil, not what's going around, but for myself. And it goes on to say, uh, They shall declare my praise. I love the... Uh, New Jerusalem Bible says the people I have shaped for myself will broadcast my praises throughout the land. So I just want you to know that your life is a worship and a praise offering. Your life is praising God. I was talking to someone before church, and there's so many people that speak about where God has taken them, where they were. Maybe the way you grew up. Maybe what you used to be caught up in. And now you say, today, I'm free. I'm loving Jesus. I'm living for Jesus. I'm not the same person that I used to be. Why? Because He formed you. He shaped you for Himself so that you can be a praise to His name. So you, you are living music. You are a living drama every time you walk around and you tell your story. And how many tonight can say, I just want to praise God that I'm alive, that my life and my marriage, my children, my children's children, my children's children, my children's children, not just my children, my children's children are a legacy that we have been formed for God. He says, I formed you for myself, not for the swine flu. I didn't form you for cancer. I didn't farm you for diabetes. I didn't farm you for early death. I farmed you for myself that you can be a praise. Show forth the high praises of God through your life. So I want to declare that over you right now. Let us just come forward. We're going to get ready to receive this afternoon's offerings and tithe. And as you come and just make out your checks to word of grace and sign the little envelopes in front of you. And Father, we come before you right now and we praise you that you said, because of through Christ and through the blood, for the remission of our sins. And the writing with your blood of a new beginning We're born again I thank you that we are formed by you We have a new soul That's being renewed every day We have a new spirit The living spirit that raised Christ from the dead Dwells within us Thank you that we have a new beginning Thank you that we have not been formed for the curse But we have been formed by you For you And to live in the blessing. And we give you the praise and the glory as we worship you. And we adore your magnificent name. In the precious name of Jesus. And the church says, Amen. just raise your hand i just want you right now i want you to receive as we were singing just now about the hand of the lord covering you i want you to receive divine protection i just i'm not released from that yet with all the accidents and things that's been going on i want you just to raise your hand and just right now just say i receive the covering of the almighty god thank you for the divine protection and safety is of the lord i just right now come against any assignment and every assignment. In the name of Jesus, every assignment, right now I come against it in the authority of the name of Jesus, right now. I Just right now, every assignment formed against you, every weapon that is being formed against you, or your children, or your automobile, in your pathway, there, no evil can come nigh thy dwelling. Safety in your pathway. The Lord is the shepherd over my pathway. Oh, I praise you, Lord. I praise you for the mighty angels that excel in strength. I praise you for the spirit of wisdom, discerning of spirits, word of knowledge. I praise you, Father, that we are not helpless. We're not hopeless, but you guide and lead us into the right path, the path of protection for us and our children. We praise you for it, Lord. Thank you for ears to hear. Thank you for the divine direction of the Holy Spirit. We praise you for the covering of the Lord. We praise you for the covering of the Lord. We praise you for the covering of the Lord. We praise you that part of the promise of peace is safety. Safety, hallelujah. Safety, hallelujah. You said goodwill, goodwill towards men. We give you praise. We praise you, Lord. Come against all forms of accident proneness. Fear of the unknown. Fear of accidents. Fear of falling. Fear of dying. I come against the fear of death. I come against every form of tormenting spirit. In the name of Jesus. Your hand of covering is upon us. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. For us in our homes, we will serve the Lord. The Lord is the covering. Lord, I just ask you to anoint every doorpost, every window post, every bedroom, the kitchen, the living room, the the sidewalks, the entryways, the driveways, the streets. I just right now, freedom, freedom of all accident-proneness, fires, disaster. I just praise you, Father. Thank you for the hedge that was upon Goshen, is over our, our land, and over our properties, our cars. I give you praise for it in Jesus' name. No evil or harm can come nigh thy dwelling. Oh, hallelujah. You would not even stub your toe against a rock. Hallelujah. Not one of your bones shall be broken in Jesus' name. Claim it in Jesus' name. We give you praise. We give you praise. There's not we, one weak, feeble or needy among us in Jesus' name. Holy, holy, holy. We worship you, Savior. Protection over every child in Jesus' name. Over every baby, over every infant in Jesus' name. Protection over our youth right now in the back and all those who come in and going. Praise you for divine protection in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I prayed something last night. We we had an important prayer meeting last night. I just want to pray it with y'all tonight. I want to come in agreement with me. Father, we come, Lord, right now, we stand the gap for the city of Baal, for all of its citizens, of all of its people, of all of the households and businesses and schools. Father, we speak peace unto our sister city. We thank you that you are rebuilding that city, you're rebuilding its authority, you're rebuilding its covering, and we thank you that Baal is positioning, repositioning in this new year of new wells, we claim that Baal is going to bounce back, and is going to be stronger and better than before, and we speak peace into his inhabitants, and we just thank you Father that justice shall prevail, truth shall prevail, and Lord we just thank you Lord for just... Breaking the curses over that city and every other little town and city. And we just claim that our whole region is being blessed by you. We claim it in the name of Jesus. Bless the churches. Let their messages, Lord, just sound forth and ball in, the, in the days, months, and years ahead. And we thank you for a revival to hit that city. We praise you for it, Father. In Jesus' name, amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for agreeing. How many of you know we have to be sensitive to the Spirit? Amen. And uh, there's so many times people want to talk, but God wants us to pray. So we don't waste our time talking. We get in there and we spend our time praying. Amen. It just makes for peace. Hallelujah. Well, are you glad that we're studying the book of Colossians? Huh? What book are we studying? All right, class, you're awake. So we want to go to Romans chapter 1. And we want to study the book of Romans tonight. What awesome book. I was sharing with somebody, our pastor, Pastor John Osteen, used to say that the number one book was Ephesians and the number two book was Romans. So I thought if I'd get into the book of Romans, which will take a while, uh, by the time we finish Romans, Jesus may be back so uh, hallelujah amen book of romans chapter one verse one we started it last week this will be our second service paul a bond servant of jesus christ called to be an apostle separated to the gospel of god which he promised before through his prophets in the holy scriptures concerning his son jesus christ our lord who was born of the seed of david according to the flesh And declare to be the Son of God with power according to the Spirit of holiness. By the resurrection from the dead, through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among whom also you are called of Jesus Christ. Boy, this is a powerful beginning. And we want to touch a few things here tonight. And I shared with you last week, that romans embodies the gospel of jesus christ our lord and in this in 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 a lot of these words we won't go through all of these words but in just the first three verses it speaks about christ god becoming flesh and dwelling among us but yet the spirit of holiness speaks that he was all god but yet he also was all man and this is the something you can write down that we're going to see a lot in the book of romans jesus came to become all that we were so that you and I can become all that he is. Justification, righteousness, uh, sanctification, redemption through Jesus Christ. He became all that we were, he became sin, that we can become the righteous of God in Christ Jesus and accepted in the beloved. I shared with you last night that the gospel according to Paul's just not any news, it's good news. And I shared with you that one of the things that Paul shared uh, when he was writing the book of Romans, and to the Roman people, that the gospel alters and changes history. And if you think about Paul, he was a murderer. He murdered Christians. He brought Christians to jail. And then Paul could go around saying, I've done no man, no wrong. Isn't it awesome that God, through the Holy Spirit and his word, the good news of the gospel, can take your life and alter your life, and no matter what your past used to be, He's come to change you and transform you so that you can go around saying, I'm not a murderer. I'm a life giver. I'm not a source of fear. I'm a source of peace. The gospel of Jesus Christ can alter your life, alter your future, until the word God can use you in a mighty way. I shared with you last week that his message is one that breaks into this world and enlarges possibilities. Paul speaks a lot about purpose. Write that word down as we get into it more and more tonight. The gospel, Jesus, came into this earth to bring purpose to our life and to this world. And Paul cannot just talk about the purpose God did for his life or the alteration. But now God can use his life to alter others. It speaks about a gospel that creates, I shared with you last week, the gospel creates an atmosphere. That if you read, would read the word out loud, if you would have the Bible on cassette or CD or iPod, if you would let the word speak into the atmosphere of your home, if you would play the word either through worship or the spoken word in your kids' bedrooms or in the living room, if you would let the word of God, when you're going through a battle, just put on a CD or a DVD uh, during the night. And just let the word of God speak over the air while you go to bed put on a good Holy Ghost preacher and just let them preach while you're sleeping and let the atmosphere be charged with the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ let it change the atmosphere let it penetrate the blockages and let it just break the walls down and the hindrances because sometimes you know well one thing we learned on the mission field sometimes you need reinforcement you can pray and you can fast but sometimes it's just time to go to bed but thank god with the technology that we have we don't have to stay up all the time all night and just get exhausted we can just put somebody on and say you pre we used to have a 6 hour dvd until they made 8 hours no video Uh, 6 hour video until they made 8 hour videos and then I got 8 hours of Benny Hinn and I got John Osteen and I got all of these and I would had 8 hours finally where I could put them in and say you preach while I go to sleep and we'll go to bed and go to sleep and there's somebody preaching the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ while we'll asleep." So aren't you glad we're living in a day like today? Amen. So there's no reason why you can't win. So we see that Paul sent his letter to battle the atmosphere before he got there personally. Now, one of the important things we want to see here, he says, a bondservant, and I preached this last week, so I won't go into it. But let me read the message to you. It says, I, Paul, am a devoted slave of Jesus Christ on assignment. I'm a devoted slave, and I taught you last week that word doulos, which is the word slave. I'm a slave of Jesus Christ on assignment. The word Lord, curios means one who is undisputed possession of a person or a thing. Now, this is important because tonight we're going to be getting to a word that Paul uses quite a bit in the book of Romans, and it's the key to almost everything you need and you want in life. And it's that word obedience. It's the word obedience. And there's a lot of areas, many times, that we're not obedient in because we're not surrendered in. We don't consider ourselves a slave. If we could get the heart mentality where Paul says, I am a devoted slave of Jesus Christ on assignment. And that just means he possesses all of me and possesses all that I have. It means in the Greek that I am at the master's disposal. I'm living for his purpose and for his service. No personal will, no personal ambitions, just to live for the master. And it goes on to say, authorized as an apostle to proclaim God's words and acts. Oh, hallelujah. I write this letter to the Christians in Rome, God's friends. The sacred writings contain primarily reports by the prophets of God's Son. And I shared with you last week that it says, where it says that I will not do anything without first uh, revealing them to my servants. The prophets, Their word servants, all through the Bible, is it speaks of the same word Paul used. They were slaves. He says, I'm going to reveal those who have the attitude of a slave who allows me to have total possession of everything. I will, do, I will re- reveal these things to them. And he goes on to say in the message, his descent from David's roots in history, his unique identity as the Son of God was shown by the Spirit when Jesus was raised from the dead, setting him apart as the Messiah, our Master. Say, my Master. Just say that with your heart, my Master jesus is my master hallelujah he's my master you're my master but we're going to see it's one thing to say he's master it's another thing to walk in total obedience to the master through him we receive both the generous gift of his life and the urgent task of passing it on to others who receive it by entering into obedient trust in jesus so we want to look at this relationship about being possessed and uh, Paul's talking about uh, in this also that uh, in the glory of God that I must retreat into the background so that the word in Christ has all the forefront. He's in front. I'm following Jesus. Jesus is, I'm not having Jesus follow me. I'm following him. My highest uh, goal in life is to serve him. Uh, we read a number of scriptures where it says, whatever we do, do it heartily as unto the Lord. Colossians 3, and 24. And it talks about, Oh, What doth the Lord thy God require of thee but to fear the Lord thy God, to walk in all of his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul? That's Deuteronomy ten, twelve, and Jesus also repeated in the book of Matthew and John. But I want you to look with me in Galatians chapter 1. The book of Galatians chapter 1, and I want to read a scripture to you here. As we go into the area of purpose, Galatians chapter 1, verse 15. David and Paul, Moses, Jeremiah, if you you weren't here last week, I'm not going to go into it, so you need to get the tape, but last week I shared with you that all the old prophets and David and Moses and Jeremiah, uh, they all go, and David, they all go back about talking about being separated from the womb. Every one of us have been separated from the womb. Now, there may be some things you're not proud of when you, once you came out of the womb, But Jesus came to bring you back, to bring you back to the innocence of being born again out of the womb of the Spirit. And I want you to see in Galatians 1.15, it says, Here's Paul, an ex-murderer, separated moms and dads by the sword. Look what he says. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through His grace. To reveal his son in me. That I might preach him. He goes on to say, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me. But you know what he did? He went to the desert for three years to be alone with the Holy Spirit. The word apostle speaks of being a representative as an ambassador. He's one that possesses all authority and power of the one who sends him. Paul is saying, and he wants you because he includes the church of Romans, so he includes you, the church tonight. You were born with a purpose. Say, I was born with a purpose. You see, Jesus was born under that star in Bethlehem, but you were born under the star of David. You were born under the star Jesus Christ, the bright and morning star. Now, I want you to write this word down because this is so important. The word separated. This, this is real interesting. I want you to write this down. The word separated in the Greek is the word horizon. It's the Greek word horizon. And this is what Paul is saying. I was separated or my horizon, the reason I live, my future, the reason I'm in this world, my horizon was dominated by Christ. My boundaries are dominated by Christ being revealed through me. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, I don't see much beyond the horizon. I do is the glory of Jesus Christ. You know, I don't see much for me in the future. Stop talking like that. Don't you ever say that. Because you were born with a purpose that Christ Jesus, the anointed and his anointing, be revealed in you and through you. And I want, and He's going, Paul's going to share some more things about that. And this is important if you're taking notes. Paul says that I'm an ambassador or I'm an apostle of Jesus Christ. I did not choose to be. Write that down. It's not something that Paul chose. Ministering what God tells you to do is not necessarily something you choose. Write that down because we're, we, we want to study that. That word horizon or boundaries isn't something necessary that you're going to choose to do, but it's what you were chosen by God from before the foundation of the world to do. So Paul did not choose to be an apostle. He was chosen to be an apostle by God. Now write this down. Paul was not an apostle because of his ability. The Holy Spirit gave him the ability for the reason he was chosen. You may say, you know what? I don't feel that I can do what God's calling me to do. Well, listen, that's good because you don't, you don't need to be able to do what God wants you to do. He chose you, and he'll give you the ability to do it. That way, all the glory goes to God. And also, he was not encouraged to go on in the ministry. He was chosen by God. He didn't go to the apostles to get confirmation. The Holy Spirit appeared to him, chose him. He had an impact by the Holy Spirit and says, I've chose you to go to the Greeks and to the Jews. I've chose you to go to the Romans. I've chose you to suffer for my name's sake. I chose you to go declare my message. So you got to see here that many times you say, you know, I feel like God is calling me. People may try to discourage you. Listen, you just make sure that your horizon is what God's telling you to do. And no body or nothing can talk you out of what God's telling you to do. Can you imagine the first time sister terry would have spoke about going overseas and everybody would have say who are you terry to even think about going to china and all those other countries we can't even mention what are you going to do but she didn't listen to man she listened to the holy spirit And that's what we've got to do by the Holy Ghost. And I love this. In Acts 26, 16, Paul's talking about his calling. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I, the Lord, have appeared unto thee for this purpose. Say this purpose. Say this purpose. To make thee a minister and a witness. Say, I'm a minister. And I'm a witness. Say it again. I'm a minister. And I'm a witness. Every one of you are both of these things which thou hast seen and the things which shall be revealed to thee. You say, you know what, if I'm a minister and I'm a witness, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, praise God, that's exactly where you need to be because the Lord told Paul, "I'm not on, on, you're not going to only preach the things you're seeing now, but you're going to be preaching and teaching things that I'm going to reveal to you. And you may not know what you're about ready to say on something that you're about ready to do or someplace you're ready to go, but God says that if you open your mouth, I'm going to fill it and I'm going to give you a revelation I'll give you a word of knowledge I'll give you a word of wisdom I'll bring something back to your remembrance that you better tell somebody to help them to encourage them but he says I'm going to make you a minister of things you don't even know that you know yet but I know all things and I'm going to do it through you hallelujah first Timothy 1.12. I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who enabled me say that with me who enabled me say it out loud who enabled me Every one of you are called to be a minister in these end times. Every one of you are called to be a witness of the power of God. And you say, well, what can I do? He is going to enable you to do some awesome things. Amen. Who enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me, he put me into the ministry. Genesis 12.1. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of the country from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. Genesis 12.1. Exodus thirty-three, verse ten: Come now, therefore, and I will send thee Moses unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Judges six, fourteen, is another example. Gideon, go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent thee? And Isaiah six, eight says: Also I, Isaiah, heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then said I, Here, here am I. Send me. When God's calling you to do something, it's just about you responding. Yes, Lord, here am I. Say that with me. Here am I. Send me. Now listen. God is not going to override your will. If you listen to the heart of Paul, Paul says, "I don't have a choice or a will in this. My life is His." You know, we're taught so much independence in this nation that a lot of times we have an independent spirit and. The Lord says, I want you to give somebody that. I want you to go minister to that person. I want you to give by that person the Bible, or I want you to do something for that person. A lot of times we don't want to do things like that. I just don't feel like it or don't want to. Paul says, I'm a total slave, Lord. He's not going to make you do something, but what brings a reward and what brings the things I'm going to share with you tonight is when you're willing to do anything God tells you, whether it makes sense to you or not. Amen. Not everything you feel led to do is going to make sense, but you just obey and trust God and believe God that he's going to reward you for your obedience. Now, going back to uh, the book of Romans uh, chapter 1, I want to read that word to you, and then we're going to speak on it. Romans chapter 1, verse 5. Romans chapter 1, verse 5, it says, Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience. Somebody say that with me. For obedience. Say for obedience. Now I want you to see there's something interesting here. Obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom you are also called of Jesus Christ. Now let me just share a thought with you that's very interesting. When you study this in the Greek, Paul is saying this. If I want to see the nations obey the gospel, I have to make sure that I am obeying the gospel. Because by me obeying the word and the will of God, I start a chain reaction that will go throughout the nations. But before I start claiming the heathen as my inheritance, before I start declaring the nations as the possessions of my king and my God, how can I expect them to obey my God if I, a child of God, am not willing to obey God in every area? And the thing that Abraham, that um, Paul and James do quite a bit is they use Abraham as an example of obedience. And we'll see that in Romans chapter 4 and 5 and, and on and on. You'll see that they use Abraham as obedience because Abraham, he left his father and he left his home. He left his city. In obedience to God, not knowing where he was going to go. As an example for us to follow, no matter whether we understand it or not. Then when he left the home and he traveled through the desert and he went pitching his tent where God led him, then all of a sudden one day God said and told him in 25 years he was going to have a child and he had a child. And after the promised child was born, what did God tell him to do? Sacrifice it. Sacrifice your only child. Take your child. Lay him on the altar, stab him, and then offer him as a burnt sacrifice. But the Bible says in Hebrews 11, in the hall of faith, that Abraham believed God that even if he would have killed, in his heart, Abraham had obeyed totally in sacrificing Isaac. And Abraham believed God and trusted. Obedience comes through trust. He trusted God to such a point that he was willing to sacrifice his son and then burn his body, believing that God was able to raise up Isaac again out of the ashes. Obedience cannot work with reasoning. That's all, that's, everything Paul's telling us right here, is, 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 that's one of the main points. Obedience has nothing to do with reasoning or human wisdom. Obedience has nothing to do with our comfort. Obedience has nothing to do with our will unless we surrender it to God. Obedience has nothing to do with our comfort. Obedience has everything to us being a total, devout slave to King Jesus. That's how come Paul could call him his Lord. And he says, I'm going to lead the nations by obeying him. You know, my wife and I, even though It seems very little uh, what we've done on the mission field, but just by obeying God, for example, and going 14 years to Argentina, I started thinking today, we started our mother church in the very top point of Argentina, but we had people from our churches go out and cover all of Argentina, We've had people go to, who are, have been in Spain since 1990 that we are supporting every month here as a church. We have people who's gone to Paraguay. Different people that we were able to touch because we were obedient. And by us being obedient and going to Argentina, people from there that we never even had a dream that doors would open ended up going to Israel, ended up going to Spain, ended up going all over Argentina, Uruguay, Paraguay, Brazil, Chile, uh, all over the place. Why? Even Honduras. Why? Because we were obedient. And by just two little seeds being obedient, going to a little place called Huhui, it's people got our obedience that God called us, the faith and obedience to God, and then they went throughout the nations. Can you imagine if if every one of us become obedient to everything, even though we don't understand it, we become obedient every way to God in our jobs, in the schools, in our homes, in every little area. If we all become totally obedient, trusting God, can you imagine the ricochet point that would go on throughout our jobs, our homes, our area, and even the nations? Because obedience to the nation starts with us being obedient. Salvation means a changed lifestyle. How many of you know we're not under a law-oriented obedience? Look with me in Jeremiah chapter 31. I want to talk about this a little bit. Jeremiah chapter 31. Verse 34. Jeremiah 31 verse 34. Lord, I want to obey you. Amen? How many want to obey the Lord? Jeremiah 31 verse 31. Yeah, 31 through 34. Jeremiah 31, 31 through 34. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31 through 34. It says, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand and led them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant which they broke. Though I was a husband to them, says the Lord, look at verse 33 says, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, after which days, after the days of the cross, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. No more shall every man teach his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them, says the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquity and their sin. I will remember no more. Hallelujah. The Lord who has called you is the Lord who has anointed you and purposed you, and he is your master. Now, God always wanted a relationship. Isn't it something that when God created man and woman, what did he do? He made one law. Just, I'll give you everything, but obey me in this. Don't touch the tree of life. Their future was based, listen, their future was based upon obedience. Tonight I'm going to list everything that has, every promise in the word of God has to do with obedience. The promise of Adam of Eve living a perfect life had to do with keeping one area of obedience to God. He says, you can eat of everything, but don't touch the tree. And I want to show you a long life, health, prosperity. All of these things are written in the word underneath the heading of obedience. And we can claim the word and we can do everything we want to. And I preach a number of things like this where I say, you know, a lot of people, you know, name it and claim it and they want to grab it. But listen, if we're not living a life of obedience, we can't expect the promise. Disobedience got God's creation kicked out of the garden. Disobedience. Eve was deceived, but he goes on to say, Adam disobeyed. So I believe this is something very important for us to pay attention to. Amen? Faith and obedience. You need to write this down. Faith is the outward sign of obedience. I'm going to do it by faith. I'm going to obey God by faith. I don't have enough money to make it this month, but he says give 10%. I'm going to give 10%. So my tithe is the outward appearance of my faith now he was saying i'm, I'm not going to lead you anymore and force you to do things because how many of you know when you're forced to do things that brings rebellion uh, religion and law causes a sense of godlessness low self-esteem selfishness self-centeredness but when we obey god we learn to love and trust and sense that he cares for us so I want to just share with you quickly tonight some scriptures and promises, things that obedience do. So I really want you to write this down. And if you don't have pen and paper, I want you to get the CD related, get it on, your, uh, on the iPod or uh, on the video later on. But listen, church, Paul was talking here about obedience, and I feel that this is so important for us to get a hold of. I want you to write this down. Matthew seven Matthew twenty four, Matthew 7, 24. Matthew 7, 24, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him unto a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Write this down. Obedience shows that you're wise. Obedience demonstrates wisdom. Obedience demonstrates wisdom. If you hear these sayings of mine and do them, You're demonstrating your wise. Obedience reveals wisdom. John 14, 21. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loves me shall be loved of my father, and I will love him and will manifest. Say that with me. Manifest myself to him. In other words, when I obey God, I'm showing God I love him. I can tell God all I want. Lord, I love you. I love you with all my heart, my soul, and my strength. But unless you're willing to obey and God tested the rich man who said, Oh, I've kept the commandments since my youth. Okay, I want you to go obey me in this. Go sell everything you have and give to the poor. Oh, no, God, I can't do that. Then you don't love me. Why? You couldn't obey me. Obedience shows God that I love him. Now write this down, Acts five twenty nine. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men write that down we ought to obey God rather than men obedience demonstrates the the wholeness and the worthiness of God it's not just saying God's worthy but when I obey I'm showing demonstrating he's worthy and that's what changes the nations so I want you to write that down obedience demonstrates that God is worthy John 7 17 John seven seventeen. if any man will do his will, do his will, obedience, he shall know, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Obedience demonstrates that we trust and believe in Christ and his word and not our own word. Now, write this down, Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do. Say obedience. Observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then, after obedience, then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and thou shalt have what success? Good success. Write this down. Obedience assures success and prosperity. Obedience Assures success and prosperity. Luke eight twenty one. Let me give you some more. Luke eight twenty one. 21. Jesus says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he who, what? Does the will of God shall enter into heaven. Obedience seals eternal life. Obedience seals our entrance into eternal life. Exodus chapter 20 verse 6. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. By obeying God keeps the door open for God's mercy towards us. Thank God for the mercy of God. Matthew 12.50 and Mark 3.35 says, For whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother, my sister, and my mother. Obedience keeps me in the family of God. Obedience keeps me in the family of God. Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. But he said, blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Write this down. Obedience assures blessing. Obedience assures blessing. I got to make sure I'm obeying God and that just keeps the blessings coming. John 7, 17. If any man will do his will, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God and whether it is I that speak. In other words, obedience respects the truth. Obedience respects the truth. John 14, 23. Jesus answered and said to him, if any man love me, he will keep my words. Now watch this. If any man love me, he will keep my words and my father will love him and will come unto him and make our abode with him. Write this down. This is so important. Obedience keeps the presence of God in your life. If you obey my word, my father will come and he will make his abode, his presence with you. So the presence of God is the covering and the protection of God over your life. Obedience keeps me in the presence of God. Obedience keeps me in the peace of God. Obedience keeps me in the blessings of God. Obedience keeps me in the wisdom of God. Obedience keeps me in the revelation of God. Obedience keeps me in the doctrine of God. How many you can see that obedience is an important part of our life? Amen. So let's go on. There's more here. Exodus 23, 22 this is good listen to this now exodus 23 22. but if thou shalt indeed obey his voice and do all that i speak then i will be an enemy unto your enemies and an adversary unto your adversaries boy y'all need to write that down sickness and disease you are an adversary of the stripes of jesus christ You're my adversary. You're my enemy. Poverty, depression, discouragement, the curse. He says, if you will obey my word, I will be an enemy to your enemies. I will stand up in the face of anything that comes against you. If you stay in obedience and you obey my word, I will be an adversary to your adversaries and an enemy unto your enemies. How many of you know obedience is very important? Amen. Now listen to this. Jeremiah 7, 23. But these things command I them, saying, Obey my voice. There it is again, the same way. Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people. And walk ye in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well unto you. How many really want all things to work for your good? It comes through obedience. If I'm a slave of God, it's easy to surrender to God's will in that area. Yes, Lord, I'll obey you. It's not about whether I want to or not. It's your will, not my will. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So obeying the voice of God means that God will be our God and all things will work to our good. Now watch this. John fifteen ten. If you keep my commandments... You shall abide in my love even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. Obedience assures that we are loved by God and by Jesus Christ. Now write this one down. Deuteronomy 440. Deuteronomy 440. Thou shalt keep therefore his statutes and his commandments which I command thee this day that it may go well with thee and with thy children after thee and that thou mayest get ready now prolong thy days upon the earth which the lord thy god giveth thee forever you write that promise down right now deuteronomy 440 deuteronomy 440 you know a lot of times it may seem that in families we may battle generation what we call generational curses or the sins of the forefathers But glory to God, I have found a key. There's a key right here that if you and I will obey God, then our obedience will change the curse of the fathers to the blessing of the present fathers so that we and our children shall be blessed. And he says, I will bless you and your children after you, and I will give you long life. I will prolong your days. Obedience will cause you to live a long life obedience your obedience will cause your children to be blessed they may get out they may try to get in some things they shouldn't get into but you keep obeying god you keep standing on the standards of god you keep meditating on the truth of the word of god and he promised lord you promised and you said that if i will obey your word and i've obeyed you that everything will go well with me and things will go well with my children after me And that you will prolong our days on this earth. Hallelujah. How many receive that in Jesus' name? Amen. Hallelujah. John 15, 14, and 15. You are my friends if you do whatever I command. Obedience causes you to be a friend of God. What was Abraham called? The friend of God. How many want to be a friend of God? I want to be a friend of God. Obedience will cause you to be a friend of God. Now listen to this one. Isaiah one nineteen, if you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you be willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. How many of you know? There we go again. There's another word on obedience. Just be willing and obedient, and it's awesome. First Samuel fifteen twenty two, hath the Lord hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices. As in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. Hebrews 10, 5 through 7, it says, Lo, it is written in the volume of the book, I've come to do thy will. Somebody say it with me. Thy will, O Lord. Amen. So go back with me the book of Romans and let me finish with, with this point here. Romans chapter 1. How I many know that's a lot of promises under obedience. I think we need to meditate on obedience. Amen? Hallelujah. Because I believe, church, I believe it. God wants everything to go well for you. I believe he wants you to be in health and prosper as your soul prospers. But obedience is how your soul prospers. And I want you to see this point right here. It says in verse 7, To all who are in Pineville, Alexandria, and Central Louisiana, Amen? Beloved of God. Say that with me. Beloved of God. You know what the word beloved of God means? Held close and precious to God's heart. All those who are held close and precious to God's heart. That's what the word beloved means. You're deeply loved by God. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. Amen? John three sixteen, God gave his son. John 16, 27, the father himself loveth you because you have loved me and have believed that I have come from my father. Romans 5, 8, God commanded his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins, quickened us together with God. And then I want you to see here, not only are we the beloved of God, but it says we're called to be saints. Say with me, saints. We're saints set apart for God's purpose and, and pleasure. And then it goes on to say grace to you and peace. Somebody shout out peace. Peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll just give you this one scripture. It says in Psalms 29, 11, the Lord will give strength unto his people and the Lord will bless his people with peace. Hallelujah. Would you stand, please? Hallelujah. The Lord will bless his people with peace. I want you just to stand. I want you just to just meditate upon the Lord right now and just ask him for a willing and obedient heart. Lord, we repent for any areas of disobedience, any areas of stubbornness and rebellion. We know that rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. And so we repent for any areas of rebellion right now in Jesus' name. We repent for any type of character, any type of wrongdoing, anything that we have done that is out of obedience to your word. And we ask you to forgive us right now, right now in Jesus' name. Forgive us for any area that is not pleasing to you. Thank you, Father, that, Lord, tonight as we're studying your word, we see the importance of walking in obedience, being willing and obedient to your way. Thank you, Father, for blessing us with peace right now. We just receive shalom. We receive the blessing of nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lacking. And our lives are the lives of our children. We thank you for a revelation tonight of the importance of being a willing slave to serve you and obey you in every area of our life that all may go well with us and that we may have a long blessed life that we may prosper in all that we do that you will be an enemy and an adversary to our enemies and adversaries thank you Lord that as we obey you we even show the world the wisdom we have as we walk in obedience to your word thank you Lord God that even our uh, our lost loved ones will see the favor of God on our life because we are obedient to you and we Lord even as the apostles Apostles, you are so worthy. We will obey you rather than man because your word is worthy to be obeyed and acted upon. And when we act and when we obey your word, others will see what that opens up in the heavenlies over our lives. Lord, I just praise you right now for your peace and your blessing upon your people. Thank you for blessing your people with peace. Even in these days, even with the circumstances and things that we hear, we know in the midst of the storm that you are the God that brings tranquility and peace unto our lives. And, Lord, we trust you. Therefore, we obey you and we rest in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. How many are willing and obedient? Amen, I how I many are you you're ready to go out of here and be more willing to obedient than you've ever been before? Amen. Now listen, one thing about the word is that He's going to challenge us. Don't be surprised tonight or tomorrow, the Lord doesn't challenge you and ask you to do something, you go, "No, th- no, that's not me." And he says, "What did you tell me last night?" Didn't you tell me, Lord, I'm willing to do what you tell me to do? I'm willing to say what you tell me to say. I'm willing to go where you want me to go. Oh, tonight we're crying, Lord. Wherever you lead me, I will follow. Lord, I'm ready to do your will. And tomorrow he'll test you. Okay, That I want you to do this. Oh, Lord, no, that's not me. Do it. That's not me. So how many know we've got to be with our whole heart? Lord, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. I don't have to understand it. I'm just going to walk out by faith. Amen. You ready, you ready to meet the challenge? Amen. Listen, we love you. We bless you. Don't forget to check on the different things we've got coming up. We'll see you, not before, we'll see you Sunday morning, Sunday school at 9, the regular church at 1030. If you need prayer, we'll be here to pray with you. We love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.